Hello, everyone, and welcome to the No Shot Clock Podcast, the state tournament preview podcast. It's episode number 58. And once again, it's Joe Henriksen here with you, along with uh, Michael O'Brien of Chicago Sun-Times, and we are going to really break it down. We are going to give you our, our, our thoughts and preview of, of this regional uh, week that's at, uh, ahead of us, and we're at the end. We're going to give you our Peoria picks, our final four in both 3A and 4A, and then before we get into any of that, Mike, we're going to give our uh, regular two takes. Yep, it's uh, getting to be an exciting time of year. A little less basketball, though, so I have a little bit more energy. Um, we are recording. Yeah, it's been a, a down five, six days, four or five days, and yeah, and then boom, it just kind of hits you. It's here, and it's uh, you know everybody you talk to in high school basketball is just they love it. You know, it's it's the week where you winter go home, and um, and it's just a it's a week that. You know, it's those are opening regional games are are sometimes tricky, even for some higher seeds. They usually pull them out, but you do see some scares here and there. I've uh, managed to come up with a new way to complain about the IHSA. <laughs> My first take. All right, well, go ahead. Give us get us started. <laughs> you know, that's difficult. We, there's so many old, tired ones. I think this is something people have talked about, but I, I really think basically, why are we just giving away these Saturdays? in the seat in them in March. I haven't, I've never really understood it. I've never heard a good reason. And, you know, you end up with a lot of good games overshadowed in the big classes and the small schools really take the hit. I just don't understand why we don't play on, what is it like three Saturdays, maybe four, mm-hmm. if you count last Saturday. And then we come and we play the state, the most important, you know, games of the year that day. So I, I just wish they would take, I don't know if it would be one, a two, a maybe make it one, a four, a and two and three on Friday. But I don't understand why we don't use the Saturdays in March. I guess. Yeah. I guess you'd have to probably do it. One, a two, a three, a four, a different days. I would think if they did, I'm assuming I'm just guessing that, and I don't know how coaches would feel about it either. Just as far as the preparation days and the equal equality of, yeah, playing as, on a as Saturday long as you move the whole class. Right. I got, I got yeah. no problem with that. Um, selfishly, I hope 3A and 4A plays on a Friday. But <laughs> I, mean, I don't even I like, think one is better than the other, really. I mean, yeah. I, don't know, I, I just think Friday night, it's just so much over. I mean, we're going on decade after decade after decade. I, I don't know. It's just Friday night feels just, just me. It might be just me. That's probably um, Well, that's because we're going to the games that everybody's at. You know, the the, yeah. the Friday night 2A regional final that no one's at because, you know, there's bigger things going on. would probably like to be Saturday and maybe be the showcase. Um, yeah. Or, you yeah. know, sectional final, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's a good one. So, um, I, I don't think that's changing anytime soon, though. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, my first take is kind of depressing for a lot of teams. If anybody reads my three-pointer column, it's one of my three-pointers. But basically, um, you have to have uh, – actually, it wasn't my – I'm sorry. I wasn't in my column. It was in something else. You have to have a Division I player to win a state championship. And it's historically been done, shown. uh, Not only one. You need to have two. Basically, since 1980, every state champion has had two Division One players in the big schools. I'm talking, 
including 3A and 4A, once we started going to, uh, that's our ninth or 10th year of, of four classes, even since then, we've had to have two Division One players on every state championship team. There's a lot of research I did on this, but uh, the exception was Glenbrook North winning their state title with one Division One player. Obviously, that was one of the great high school players in state history, though, John Shire. So that it's just an interesting thing to think about as we – and I was trying to find, Mike, somebody who's come close to – and not very many teams have even played in a championship game. However, last year was our opportunity for that streak to end with Bennett Academy. Bennett didn't have a single Division One player. And, well, as long as Jack Nolan doesn't go Division One, I guess. But, um, you know, I played on last year's team. But it, it is interesting to think teams like a Fremd or a Wheaton South that we're talking about or, you know, there's a whole long list of them. Uh, not just the the one Division One player, but two. And you know, I, I think it's. I mean, I, I, does that surprise you? I mean, it doesn't me because obviously the best players typically win. But I would have thought we would have had the rare team with a bunch of small, good small college players that have, particularly in three A, that would break through and win a state championship. I thought I had one in the Peoria team that won a few years ago. But I just found Aldana's foot from Peoria is now playing for Middle Tennessee as a uh, <laughs> Division One. So you know, it's um, just something that I really think it's interesting. And I would love—I I tell you what—next time a team gets there that doesn't have a Division One player, I'm, I'm going to pull for them. Yeah, you know, it, it's not super surprising to me. And I was thinking back on uh, like some of the team when, when you put your thing up. The only one I couldn't have. I guess and one of the teams I think of more as a team, you know, they weren't some shocking underdog or anything, but that St. Joseph team with Brandon Watkins, mm-hmm. who obviously had, you know, he, he went to Penn State. I don't know if he stayed right. there, but he, he was even like, especially for that time, a really kind of, you know, lower quality star to take a team, you know, back in two class basketball, you know, that far in, in the state tournament. And I don't remember who was the other guy in that one. Uh, I, I think like Steve back. Morgan was their second best player. Yeah, maybe John Brown. He, he had I have some, to go back and look. But, but, but yeah, uh, th- that was the only one I could really think of, other than the Glenbrook North one that even like really shocked me. You know, w- with how well they played too. So yeah, I'm not surprised. I think we'll see it now that we have the, um, the four, four classes. classes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I thought we would have had a three A team that kind of you know broke through without a division one, but. Uh, so it's just, uh, uh, you know, and I mean, I'm thinking about all the teams that for sure don't have division one players that you could say are state title contenders. I mean, Fremden and Wheaton South come to mind right away. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Um, I mean, I guess maybe Bennett. Um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, a team like Conant, they, they do, they do have two Jimmy Sotos and Ryan Davis will be. Um, you know, some of those types of teams. Yeah, Jacobs would just have one. Yeah, they, Jacobs uh, would have one, although I don't think they can win a state title, but uh who knows? But we'll we'll see how it uh plays out. Uh my second take here is I really you know, it's kind of watched uh, Juliet Central in Romeoville last week. I don't know if it was Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. I'd been hadn't seen Romeoville all year and was looking forward to it. Um 
Steelman went down, of course, to Romeoville. They played very well, but I am here to uh, carry the flag, plant myself firmly in the Mike Salter camp. Wow. Um, you know, I haven't seen the Okoro kid play from Normal West or whatever, but I haven't seen a better sophomore, I'm talking college potential-wise, in my mind, in our area. Uh, he's got, you know, a little bit of size, terrific shooter. We knew that, but his game has evolved so much since when I saw him last year. I mean, he was just excellent handling the ball, his vision in the open floor, the assists he ditched out, some crucial ones too, with the game on the line and in traffic. I mean, he, he was just really, really impressed rebounding. He was getting, I mean, I made a little, it wasn't a joke, but I mentioned on Twitter, you know, a little Shire like, and it's because those of you that remember watching John Shire play, do you remember every once in a while, in a crucial moment, I don't know why I remember this, you would see him leaping up to grab some rebound. And, you know, he wasn't some huge rebounder, but that's the kind of thing Salter was doing. Whatever you needed him to do in crunch time, whether it was rebounding, whether it was defense, whether it was finding the open man, whether it was burying, you know, a long-range three-pointer himself, because there was nothing else. He did it all. And one of those performances where if you'd have told me after the game he was a senior, I would have totally believed you. You know, if thinking about that as a sophomore against a ranked team, you know, I know he hasn't put up big numbers all year, but I think the ceiling on him is just really high and you have to love somebody who their number one skill is shooting. You know, that's something you can really bank on. So my take two is I'm all in on Mike Salter. Yeah. The two things that jump out with me with him. And when I watch him, uh, he, he didn't play real well against Bolingbrook. And then there's another game. He played very well. I was asking the Ormeville twice and, and then last year, he just really impressed me with which has carried over is his composure. Uh, he's really calm and cool and composed as, as for a young guy with the ball in his hands. And then the one thing you did mention is that <clears throat> he's got a lot of game to him. I mean, he, yeah. uh, he, he he is a pretty high IQ kid that has talent. So he's got a lot of stuff to his overall game. Is like you said, from uh, the passing standpoint, court vision and and scoring ability with that shot. So yeah, he's a he is a he's a talented player. Yeah. For um, those of you that haven't seen him, he he'd fit right in on some public league teams. You know, when you think Romeoville, you might be thinking, oh, I don't know, but uh, you know, like Joe said, he's got an awful lot of game and a lot of confidence. And then another kid that uh, is an exodus of um, Marian Catholic, <laughs> and he was all set and ready to go to Marian Catholic, and poof, gone. Uh, the amount of players that have either been there or are supposed to go there is, is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, um, you know, my other take is a look down the road a little bit, two weeks down the road, uh, from Tuesday, from when this podcast comes out, the Illinois state super sectional and the horror show that it has, it's been for Chicago area teams. And it, it's, uh, I was doing a little research, Mike, and over the last seven years, starting with Joliet in 2010, Joliet fell to Wolf Fallon. Crete Monee fell to Normal. Uh, Bloom did beat Edwardsville, but then Edwardsville beat Marion Catholic in 2013. Edwardsville beat Marion Catholic in 2014. Normal upset Simeon in 2015. (laughs) So, and last year, probably the weakest team outside the Chicago area that made that super sectional United Township and Simeon took care of them. But so that's seven years that we've had five teams lose down there. And, uh, I am forecasting it to be, and this is a big one because you could arguably say the, you know, it's in a year that's 
wide open. It's, it's hard to say this, but you could say that Simeon and Edwardsville are the two best teams in 4A. Uh, Simeon, Simeon's number one in your rankings, right? Am I yep. correct? And Edwardsville's number one in, in 4A in the state polls in 26 and 25 and, and 1. So they are nationally ranked. Yeah, so you're talking about a super sectional, Edwardsville and Simeon, that could be pretty special. And I am forecasting, you know, my picks that we'll reveal later, I'll put one out now, is Edwardsville beating Simeon in that super sectional. So if that were to happen, I mean, that's that's saying something. Six out of eight years, a Chicago area team. uh, And it's not like Edwardsville has a short drive to, I I mean, I don't know. Could that be even longer, maybe? I don't know. About the same. Um so it's 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 you know equal drive, but uh, you know normal that game was a shocker, but normal also was in their backyard. <laughs> that crowd was amazing for normal that year um, when Simeon went down there. It was a, a, a true home game with a huge crowd, but uh, it's just something to look at as far as state tournament is concerned, and just kind of the bad karma that's down there for Chicago area teams. Yeah, didn't um. I want to say that Simeon went down the night before last year. Uh, for some reason, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it was either they went down the the year before and they lost, and they changed it up. It was one of the two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just can't remember which one. Uh, they did whatever. They did the opposite or tried to do the opposite. They stayed in Pontiac and even had a practice at Pontiac. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, if I remember correctly. Yeah. You know, they're familiar there. So I think Rob Smith has figured, you know, they'd go somewhere they knew. And then, right. um, but yeah, I mean, and there's, it's not just that they lost, that the local teams have lost that. It's the teams that lost. I mean, those right. Good two, ones. Yeah, those two Tyler Eulets, the second year especially, I mean, I think both games were overtime maybe as well. I know one of them was. I know, yeah. I can't remember, I think it was Eulets' senior year. It was a kind of an underrated thing that he was really banged up Yeah. Uh, injury-wise. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking two really good Mary Catholic teams, a really good Simeon team, and then, well, we'll see what happens this year. Yeah, that's definitely. I went to the one. You know, I, we were both at the normal victory over Simeon. Right. I, I, it's a tough call for me this year. I don't know if I would. Um, go well, there's going to be some good Simeon. ones here too. I mean, yeah, exactly. And it won't be a total shocker if Simeon loses. Um, that's kind of how I try to pick a lot of times where I go, which would be the most shocking. It, it missed a big, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see. But yeah, that's definitely something to keep an eye on and. I mean, obviously, that's not changing anytime soon. I mean, that brings in the larger conversation that you're always going to hear me whine about, which has been fixed a little bit with the Joliets getting good, but not really. It's just, it's still killing basketball in the south suburbs. What? Simeon down there. Oh, down there. Yeah. And then even when Simeon isn't down there, having them go down, can we, could we just have a state tournament with one of the downstate teams and a south suburban team? Could we work that out? I mean, I think that might be nice. Do we really need a West Suburban team every year when the South Suburbs don't get one every year? I mean, it's that there needs to be some flexibility that needs to start changing up a little bit. As far as like sending the West Suburban champion to normal or yeah. something like that. I mean, you can move it all around. These super sectionals, they're not really playing one another based on geography too much. No, the supers, you can definitely do yeah. that. You know, a two, a two year run where you're sending, like you said, um, the West Suburban sectional, which is usually East Aurora this year is Hinsdale Central, maybe send them to um, 
Yeah, I, I, I think they should all be switched up uh, pretty regularly. This thing where... Like, I don't get why... Yeah, like, why does... Here's a perfect example. Why does the... Every year now, um, the Waukegan sectional winner have to play, <laughs> which is basically always a public league team now. Like, wh- why are those two always paired up all the time? Yeah, I don't know. And to me, yeah, none of that makes sense. And it's gone on now for a really long time. I mean, Curie has to go to Evanston, setup. and now Evanston has to go to Chicago State. And, you know, I, that doesn't – has nothing to do with geography. You could easily send – Evanston, the Waukegan section winner out to DeKalb, yes. you know, I mean, with no problem. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's a big part of, or that's an easy way to kind of yes. mix things up a little bit. Yeah. And that, that would be nice. Um, so I'm sure no one's listening to us. We're not going to have any Saturday games. <laughs> They're probably not changing this, <laughs> but, but boy, it seems like it'd be really simple. Um, all right, let's, uh, Get to some of these regionals. Yeah. Uh, this week we, you know, we're going to, you know, last year we, we uh, kind of broke down the whole state tournament, and uh, this year we're going to f- focus week to week, like we said uh, last week's podcast, and we're going to do the regionals this week, and then we'll kind of look ahead to the sectionals next week. So let's start it up. Basically, these are I've got nine regionals written down here, ten games total. Going to start it off, kind of go in bracket order. We'll go with the Proviso West Regional, which could have a Friday night matchup of two interesting teams <laughs> with a lot of talent, but who really even knows? Kenwood could possibly meet up against St. Joseph, debuting in 4A. These are two teams that, both in the preseason rankings, of course, both, you know, top 15 probably in in the preseason rankings. Kenwood at one point, I think I had all the way up to number three. St. Joe's kind of started out rough and went down, but we know they have individual talent. We know that sometimes they play really well. You just don't know what to expect. And it, it should be a really good game. And St. Joe's has been really hot lately, so maybe you have to like them. Yeah, I mean, I you know, Proviso West playing at home against St. Joe's. I'm assuming Proviso West beats Kelly. That's going to be a tricky game potentially for St. Joe's playing at Proviso West on Wednesday. But, yeah, these are two teams. I mean, I wrote – I mean, I had written St. Joseph off when they were 8-10. and 10. I, I mean, I thought they were done – no chance of winning a regional. I figured they'd be an eight nine seed with the way they were going, and now they've won. I think eight out of nine or eight out of ten. And so yeah, and Kenwood, I'd be more excited about Kenwood being a serious threat in the sectional if they didn't go get pounded by Whitney Young in the in the uh, city playoffs. I think they lost by eighteen or twenty. I think so. You know, I I just two teams I have had a tough time figuring out all year long. And in my preview, I, I did say St. Joe's is probably the biggest sleeper in this sectional in what is a very top-heavy sectional. But in this regional game, yeah, I, I'm uh, – I, mean, I, 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 I mean, who do you think? I think I'd take Kenwood, although we, we should mention that – I mean, I think Kenwood, will, they'll likely play Lane. Lane plays Leiden tonight. And Lane is a, a – they're just a kind of team nobody wants to play. You know, they have some size. They're well coached. They've had close scores with a lot of good teams, but haven't pulled off any victory. So that's not a gimme either. Especially we've seen Kenwood can kind of drop a bad one. But I like Octavius Parker. I like Manny Patterson. I think when Parker's shooting, they're, yes. they're a different team. When he is knocking down shots and contributing at a pretty high level, they are a different team. And he's been so uh, frustrating because you know it's not like he's gone out there missing. He just doesn't get his shot enough. You know, it's uh, every time I watch Kenwood, it's like, 
why is this guy shooting that ball when Octavius Parker could be basically? Yeah, I mean it, that that's that's a toss up. I really think that'll be a toss up game. Um, next up, the Zion Benton regional final is could be very interesting. Two teams that, uh, like a Zion Benton, a team Joe and I both liked as soon as we saw them this year, and Loyola, a team that really kind of under the radar worked their way back into the conversation. You know, wound up with a couple nice victories at the end of the year. You know, they're led by Ramar Evans. They're the number four seed. Zion Benton is at home. They're the five seed, and so that's one of those gyms where it's going to be a big advantage for Zion there. But this is another one that's tough to call. I think Zion also is going to have a little trouble getting past Nutrier, but that's at home. And this is for the right to maybe play Evanston. So Yeah, I, I just see Loyola kind of slicing and dicing up a Zion Benton defense that is that does put pressure on you with their athleticism and quickness. But if you can, can if you can handle the ball and you can avoid the early turnover and, and just run your stuff uh, I, I've seen Zion Benton with a lot of defensive breakdowns a little bit longer in a possession, and that's that's Loyola's bread and yeah. butter if you've watched Loyola play. So that's why I, you know, I give Loyola, even though it's going to be tough to win at Zion Benton, and everybody knows or has read my stuff, I'm a huge Rod Henry Hayes fan. I'm really happy the kids picked up uh, scholarship offers now from UIC, Milwaukee, and Hofstra. So he's a 6'4". He plays point guard for Zion Benton, and he's – He's calm. He's cool, and I've I've noted this before. You know, there might be nine guys on the floor. It's four teammates, and five guys are playing all running around, and he's just kind of calm, cool, waits uh, for his time. And that's going to be a good regional final, though. No, there's no question. I just think Loyola. Uh, it's interesting to see also the amount of close games Loyola has lost. I don't know if that's good or bad. They're losing a lot of close games or being that close to being a 22-3 and three team because they've lost a number of games by one possession uh, this season. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the ZBs. Um, I, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> I think that, that will, those will definitely be problems, but I like them in their gym. Um, yeah, they, it's a tough home place. So it's a tough place to go into and win. Uh, there's um, no question. And, and this game, uh, you know, for Loyola in particular, materialized, I was thinking about it, that Waukegan Zion Benton game that I went to. I mean, if Waukegan beats Zion Benton that night, it was a close game. Then you got Waukegan as the five seed, and Zion Benton is probably the six. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm looking now. I hadn't noticed this when I was making these notes, but three, the next two regionals we're talking about are also in the Waukegan sectional as well. So they definitely have the best early matchups. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and 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 if you flip flop that, I mean, let's say you're Stevenson. Do you want to play? Just posing this question to you. Stevenson's playing Waukegan at Maine West, or would you rather play Zion Benton at Zion Benton? I'd rather play Waukegan at Maine West. Right. So, I mean, that's that. It's just funny how that one yeah. game uh, kind of changed things up because otherwise Stevenson would be playing as a 3 6 game at at uh, Zion Benton. And that brings it right into the um, right below it in the bracket is the Libertyville Regional in the Waukegan sectional. And I'm not sure. I mean, maybe I'm giving a little too much credit to Warren here, but they've picked up some nice wins and given some teams some trouble in the second half of the season. I mean, the two games after the feeder games could be Notre Dame at Libertyville and then Niles North against Warren at Libertyville. And those are four good teams. Right. Um, right. Yeah. There. I got, I got Warren as a 10 seed beating Niles North and not just because of, not not only have I saw the, we watched those scores come across here in the last month or two, but also 
some of their younger kid, Brandon Ellis, a junior, has kind of stepped up for them and has really become a nice player for Warren. And then just the feedback I've been getting from coaches up that way, Joe, hey, Warren's playing well. Hey, Joe, watch out for Warren. Hey, Joe, you want a sleeper? Warren. So all of that has kind of led me into thinking, okay, um, Warren, uh, you know, is going to get into that regional final uh, to play. And, and, and like that semifinal you just said, that's a doubleheader right there on Tuesday night, 6 o'clock at 7.30. Niles, Notre Dame against probably Drew Peterson and Libertyville. And then Niles North and Warren, so that's a that's a nice doubleheader for a regional semifinal. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, I'm a big Niles North guy based on after I saw them last year, um, mm-hmm. but I've not seen them this season. You know, they've put together a nice year for sure. But yeah, that's probably. A good, I wonder how many teams that both <laughs> you and I have both missed. That would be oh, one of them because I haven't yeah. seen Niles North play either. And I, I kind of always meant to, you know, I, I've been high on them. So I've always, it just never really worked out. The CSL was down. Well, kind of an underrated program overall, the yeah. success they've had. And, but they did make the move to the central suburban league South. Uh, they're in the South, right? I don't remember. After that um, I thought they moved this year, but uh, yeah, the, the central suburban league definitely yeah, was down. Definitely down. They, they, they were a uh, regular fixture. there, beating Glenbrook North lately in the, in the North. With yeah. all the movement that took 20 place. 20-9, yeah, they're a 20-win team. That's a seven seed. Um, yeah. They'd, they'd be a one seed in 3A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about the Notre Dame-Libertyville game? I mean, Notre Dame's been playing well lately. But with Peterson, you know, and it's, it's at home, uh, Notre Dame's favored, but you got to figure Libertyville should be able to put up a fight. Well, yeah, and, and Notre Dame is, I mean, we've kind of forgotten about them a little bit. You know, I we... Their fans I was would never let me forget, Joe. You're about to I was high on them with the season. You know, I really yeah. thought they were going to put together a nice season, and they have. And they've got, you know, an unheralded kid, too, that we haven't talked a lot about, Matt Stritzel. Yeah. You know, and, and his, his numbers came across. Uh, we, we saw he's averaging 20 a game. I was actually at the game where he scored 40 against Downers Girls South at the Martin Luther King uh, event. So, you know, they've got size, they've got some length, and then Stritzel is just kind of a gutty, gutty guard. And Jamero Wilson, 6'6", that, who I assume will, would get the defensive assignment on Drew Peterson. So uh, it's an intriguing matchup. I, I like Notre Dame and the way they've been playing down the stretch. Yeah, that should be a fun one. Um, and now yet another regional final that should be really good in the Waukegan sectional is at Maine West. We could have Waukegan against Stevenson. For the third time, I believe this season. Yeah, the um, I, 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 I again, I, I look at this one a little like uh, I, I just talked about the Loyola, um, Zion Benton game. You know, I wrote about this in the in state tournament preview that's online. If Stevenson is going, and Stevenson has a nice season, I don't think anybody expected them to be world beaters this year. Uh, I, I think they've kind of done what most of us maybe anticipated them doing for the most part. And, but for them to really make a deep push into March and starting with this regional games is Justin Smith's going to have to, and and he's had a great year, but he is going to have to definitely put this team on his back at some point and carry it. And it might be this Friday night playing against Waukegan because Waukegan's got 
uh, unheralded player of, of themselves. Deshaun Davidson's an underrated player in the Chicago area for for Waukegan. You know, the Browns, the sophomores all get a lot of attention, and Carson Newsom. Uh, but Davidson arguably has been their most productive player at a lot of different times this season. Yeah. So no talent-wise, talent-wise, Waukegan has more pure raw talent. But Stevenson's just got that thing with, with the system and style and, and a star in Justin Smith. I mean, nobody's going to be surprised because I have not been too into Stevenson all year. Uh, they got back in the rankings this week. Um, they just beat Warren, <laughs> who we were talking about. Yeah, um, they crushed them. Yeah, didn't by, they? yeah, by quite a bit. Yeah, that was yeah. noticeable. But I'm going to pick this regional final as from Friday on out, Waukegan is a big deal. They're going to win this game. These young kids are coming of age on this playoff run. And next season, you know, they're not going to be able to go too much further, but I think maybe they can get into this sectional final and then lose um, to Evanston or, you know, most likely. And then they're mm. to really position themselves as a big time team for next year. You see Waukegan knocking Stevenson and, and let's yeah. say seeds for Notre Dame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say maybe. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked uh, at all. I mean, they're they're talented enough to do it. There's no question about that. Uh, they've been, you know, they've battled some injuries. They've been a little little inconsistent. Part of that's due to the youth. Uh, Carson Newsom's been banged up. Even Davidson's been banged up a little. So they, you know, they've got the talent to do so. But um, I'm gonna go with the the most recent success and the what we've seen out of Stevenson and, and the familiarity of advancing deep and getting by the, in a tough regional final. Yeah. I think if they could, if Waukegan could get by Stevenson, they'd almost have been being able to play Notre Dame at home, you know, at Waukegan would be a huge boost mm-hmm. um, for their chances, but yeah, it's going to be tough either way. It would just be nice to see a young team like that kind of give us something to look forward to for next year. Um, so maybe I, Something I just want to see. Next, <laughs> next up is uh, moving uh, sectionals. Finally, we'll head on over to solid sectional though. I mean, yeah, that's, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, we just talked about a lot of good regional games. Even, I mean, it's hard to find really good semifinal games in regionals, and there are some in that Waukegan sectionals. That's Be- good because now we're totally skipping a sectional. <laughs> Robert Morris. <laughs> Whammo, <laughs> we're moving on to nothing worth seeing, it looks like, in the early business over at Robert Morris. Uh, but we will head over to Elgin, Joe's favorite super sectional, subsectional mashup of mess. That was my IHSA rant last <laughs> yes. week. Uh, and a lot of good feedback I got by that, so I, that, that was a good part of it. But I, uh, I did too. I had, I had people emailing me about it. Yeah, there's hardcore feelings on that one. But what we could have here is at Jacobs in the regional final, Real, it's hard to even call it a huge it would upset alert, but we could have St. Charles North at Jacobs, and that's who St. Charles North is. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. that's what they yeah. are. They, uh, you know, they, they. I looked at their. You could technically say they scuffled at the end of the year because they lost a few games, and um, but at the end of the year, they lost to Bennett in overtime, and they beat Geneva. And I know they had a bad, they lost to, not a bad loss, but they lost to Larkin in the in the season finale here. So, you know, you're not quite sure what you get with St. Charles North. They have played an absurd amount. I can't remember what the number is. I put it in the preview, but just a ridiculous amount of close games. I want to say there was like 13 or 14 games decided by four or fewer points. Uh, and I always like that in a team. To, you know, these games, what they come down to. 
And that to me is, is interesting yeah, to, that, to, 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 to have that experience of playing so many tight games. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. That, that's one I might have my eye on. Might want to get another look at Cam Crutwig for our uh, Player of the Year stuff. It would be a big win for him there. Um, that's about it for the Elgin sectional. Not a super great one. And now I'm not too happy about this one. This is Lincoln Way East sectional. I think that the best regional final game hurts my heart a little bit, but I just talked him up, and I think that Romeoville Joliet West is going to be a tight one. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that's where I'm going to be Friday, actually. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's at Plainfield Central, um, and yeah, they played really tight once already this year. Yeah, and Romeoville is another. We've talked a lot about these, a bunch of these teams that are just. You have not been able to pinpoint exactly who they are. I think Romeoville is is a yeah. little bit like that because they've, they've had, <clears throat> they've had some clunkers. <laughs> they've they've had a couple of. I think they had a, like in the second half of the season, I think they had a six game losing five or six game losing streak, and but they are individual from an individual talent standpoint. You're, you're right. They are talented. They're a year away from probably being a top four seed in the, in the sectional. But uh, I, I think they 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 play with a little. I think they even play with the mindset that they're better than they even are, which is a good thing in March. And playing a team like Joliet West, so I yeah, I think that's um, a, a, an intriguing regional final. I don't think you got to worry. I, I, I still think Joliet West is. I think they're going to bank on that experience from a year ago and being there at least at this point and getting it done. And I think to, you know defensively and their length, uh, Julia West is going to be able to to contain some of that perimeter talent that Romeoville does possess. I think out of all the ones we're talking about, though, giving Romeoville a pass into that regional final is far from a guarantee. They got beat. They're going to play Oswego East in the regional semi, and Oswego mm-hmm. East beat them by double digits. Yeah, they, they they got two different styles that Romeoville and Romeoville and Oswego East play. Oswego East is basically a defensive, grinded out, uh, kind of muck things up for Romeoville, and I could see that happening for sure. Um, Sixteen you know, Oswe- forty-eight at Romeoville. Wow. Yeah, um, and uh, my, I mean, you have that as your best regional game. I I, I think the other regional game, it, your other Joliet team, won a bigger fear of losing to me. Uh, in fact, I'm picking Lincoln Way East to beat Joliet Central uh, in that regional final, even though it's at Joliet Central, yeah, which is going to be yeah, really, yeah. really tricky for Lincoln Way East to go in there and get the win. Uh, I, I just, I don't know, Mike. I mean, I, I, I mean, I know Joliet West has played the big boys tough, Joliet West and 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 Bolingbrook, but I started looking at their schedule and they don't have any wins that. I mean, I know you're big into the wins category, but since Christmas, uh, I mean, they, Central or West? Which one are you talking Central. about? Central. Oh, I yeah. I mean, since Christmas, they've only beaten one team with a winning record all since Christmas. And that's not Swiggle East, which is like 14 and 11 or something like that. So, um, 15 and 11. So I, I just, I mean, they haven't beaten a really good team since they knocked off Wheaton South, uh, which is a great win, obviously, back in December. Uh, so I, but I mean, I think it's a toss up. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say they're two teams that played Bowenbrook real well. Central yeah, only lost I just by think five. Uh, Lincoln East has really started to kind of 
put it put it together. Uh, I, I they, they get a big confidence boost. That Sam Schaefer thirty point game knocking off Bolingbrook. I know Bolingbrook was banged up in that one, but yeah, I, I like Lincoln Way East uh, as one of my uh, you know in my three pointer column. Another piece in there is the sixth seed in high school basketball is the one seeded team that over the years has really done well. And that's one of my six seeds that's going to pull out the upset on the road and then get to play Joliet West on their home floor, which, you know, won't be good for your, your, uh, Tigers. Lincoln way East has a, uh, a tough time on their own. Their last game was against Lockport and now they have to play yeah. Lockport again, most likely. Right. Lockport's not a fun team to play. They're a team they've already beaten twice, and now they're going to have to beat them in back-to-back games. Um, so that's not going to be a gimme either for Lincoln Way East. And the other... And neither is Juliet Central's game, we should mention. The other underrated thing about regionals, and, I, and I've always felt like this, is that those play-in games on Monday, they kind of get their... And they're always the... I don't want to call them the bad teams, but they're the lower-seeded teams that yeah. nobody expects to advance beyond their Monday night game. But they get this little little piece of confidence from picking up a regional win. They get the, the the edge and the nerves that they had coming into their state tournament play. That's gone. They come in really loose. It always happens. They're really loose in that semifinal game. And the other team's been sitting there, and they're supposed to win, and all the pressure's on them. And, and, and you see so many of these games in the first quarter and second quarter play out not how you would expect them to. Uh, and, and that's why I think, you know, like you said, Lockport, if they, you know, they, they should be playing field South and, uh, you're right. They, they could really give some, some, uh, give uh, Linkway East some fits. And the same thing on the other side of this regional we're talking about Oswego bad record, but you know, I've seen him Jalen Jones when he gets hot you know the kid can put up 30 easily and they're going to have what Joe just talked about. If they knock off East Aurora, have a big game, that's not going to be an easy one for Joliet Central. Except for they really stumbled uh, down the final three or four games with some losses, but but uh, but again, all these teams, uh, again, get that get that first you know jitters out of the way and 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 get right at it. Next up, we will move to the Hinsdale Central sectional, and we've got one where I don't even know who to pick, but I know it's going to be good. I, I know it'll be Wheaton, and this is it's the one seed too. It's Wheaton South most likely. And they will play the winner of the 8-9 game, which is Downer South and Hinsdale Central. And who knows who's going to win that thing. Yeah, I don't know who. Yeah, I mean, Downer South, another up-and-down, inconsistent team with talent. But uh, they have got a a game-breaker with Dennis Elbogovich. I mean, he is a sniper, shooter. Uh, he, can hit, he can knock down five, six threes and turn a game around. Now, Hinsdale Central is the type of team that, I think it's a bad matchup for Downers Girls South in, in this in this regional, just because of, of their style and the way they play. Another grinded out, uh, muck things up type of team, and that's going to be a, a a really tough call in the semifinal. But Downers South has picked it up, turned it around, uh, and yeah, that'll that'll be a good regional final. Uh, I actually think it'll be a good regional final no matter who Wheaton South plays. Yeah. If they play Hinsdale Central, well, well, at, good. I don't know about that game. Yeah, <laughs> it might be twenty-eight, twenty-four. Yeah. Uh, and I mean that in serious. I mean, I think Wheaton South Hinsdale Central game would be 
<laughs> I mean, just, the shot clock people would be out in force. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that would but, be interesting. Uh, I, I do. I think down in South wins it though. I think they get by Hinsdale Central. Okay, um, yeah, I love T.J. Clifford, a guy we haven't talked much about um, this year, but uh, another team I did not get around to see down in South, which kind of crossed them off the list early, or I guess midway through the season. But next up is actually another regional in the Hinsdale Central sectional. And we could see Geneva against Downers North at Downers North. This is the two seed that would have to go to Downers North to face a very capable team. Downers North finished off the year. Um, I think they won their last six, seven, eight games. So uh, they had they were hit by the injury bug around Christmas time, kind of beat up. And, you know, I, but th- that that regional semifinal game, Hinsdale South and Downers North. Yeah is going to be a tricky game. And, I mean, Hinsdale South had an underrated season. They uh, uh, and they grabbed the share of the conference yeah. uh, conference championship and the West Suburban Gold. So, I I mean, I, Downers North, uh, I'll, I'll take Downers North. But, um, and, and I wrote this, too, in my preview. Geneva, you, how do you react when you win 26 straight games and you're sky high? Just rolling along, and then poof, you'd lose two in a row. Uh, that that's that takes a little hit, I think, to a team. But uh, I think Geneva, you know, I, I think they continue their winning ways in this regional and get through it, though. Yeah, I do too. I agree. And a, a possible Geneva Bennett sectional semi is an exciting game. Um, that that yeah. would be fun. If, uh, Bennett shouldn't have a whole lot of trouble getting through there side but you never know uh next up we're gonna switch to the thornwood sectional hold on one more thing that you missed an underrated four or five game though willowbrook naperville north i mean yeah 20 there's not going to be a regional final uh wait who's maris playing in the regional final uh that's what i just flipped to um brother rice Okay, I think these are the two games I was doing my homework here that no two teams will have more wins in a regional final um, than Willowbrook, who is 24 and 4, and then Naperville North, obviously. That, um, that I was impressed with Naperville North, Mike, when they played. I mean, they, they, they have lost now to Wheaton South twice by a total of four points, uh, but they come in 21 and 5 trying to get over this regional demons that Naperville North has really stumbled over the years, but that's going to be a good regional final too. Yeah. They have to deal with Batavia at Batavia. Yeah. At Batavia. That's not a a gimme game for anybody, but um, yeah, that should be good. Two teams that I, I mean, I guess I've seen Naperville North a couple times, but I wouldn't mind seeing Willowbrook. All right. Yeah. I've not made my schedule yet. I think that's pretty obvious. (laughs) I'm not even sure where I'm going. So (laughs) we'll, we'll find out. Um, Thornwood, the, the the big game here, um, you know, there's a couple of good ones um, for sure, but that Bloom-Thornton matchup would be at Richards, the game we saw uh, just a couple weeks ago. Bloom won the one at home, took Thornton down. I think it's one of those where I like Thornton a lot in this one, even though I just watched the reverse happen. I think Bloom usually plays a lot better at home. Thornton will have the mojo on their side since they just lost to him. Alonzo Verge has been looking really good lately. But it, it's just to me. I think that's the two best teams playing in a. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, mean, I think uh, 
I do think Bloom, though, is kind of putting it together at the right time. And this is another sixth seed that I've, I'm picking uh, to upset Thornton, although Bloom's got to beat Thornwood, which they lost to, yeah. I believe, 71-70. They were, I think they were shorthanded. Bloom might have been missing a starter. I can't remember. Yeah, but a guard, yeah. Uh, Slater, maybe. I can't remember. So, anyway, I, I just think, you know, an interesting is to think about the matchup in that sectional because you've got Alonzo Ver- in that regional final, Alonzo Verge, uh, one of the you know most dynamic offensive players, uh, you know in the in the state, and Javante Slater, who is I think one of the best defensive guards, uh, and I I didn't see the Bloom Thornton game. Uh, were you at that one? You were at that one, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that's why I'm picking Thornton. Verge was six for twenty eight. Oh. He and they. Uh, that's what it took for Bloom to win by six at home. That's not happening again, you know. And he didn't take a lot of bad shots. He missed. The, he missed bunnies. He missed. That is just. He still scored twenty five points. You know, he got to the line to mm-hmm. some other stuff, but he's not going to miss twenty two shots in this. Game. I think that's a great regional final, though. Yeah. I mean, oh it, yeah, it, yeah. If, if I had to pick top three, I mean, that's definitely one of the top three regional finals. Because Bloom, man, they have just pulled off some. They have. They have overachieved as much as. Almost any team that isn't Wheaton South or, uh, you know, Fremd or the big stories. You know, they don't have a, a gaudy record. No. But they played a good schedule. Yeah. And, they beat and some good man, Mike, they got those. It, it, do you know what they remind me of? Who? Thornton last year, a oh, little bit. Yeah. Just five seniors. None of them are big names. Just kind of going out and competing and playing and. Uh, yeah, I, you know, that's going to be a great game. Yeah. It's a shame that in this year of not a whole lot of great stuff, we lose one of them right away. It just, you know, it's kind of the way it worked out over there. I guess the other, it's not on the list, but I guess we could talk about the, um, Maris brother rice. Maris TF North. Oh, Maris TF North. Is that what it is? Yeah. Sorry. I'm looking at my thing. Yeah, I mean, I, there's two teams that have, piled up a ton of wins. This is the one regional that has the most wins in a regional final of two teams, the entire state. And both their schedules, particularly Marist first half of the season, very soft Thornton, uh, TF North, aside from the Hillcrest game, very soft in the second half of the season. Two very different styles. Two very different styles. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I like Maris in this one. I, 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 oh, really? Yeah, I, I think the they lost a couple of those games with Morgan. I think Morgan Taylor. I know Maurice Commander was the player of the year in the East Suburban Catholic, and he's probably deserving of that. But I think Morgan Taylor is their their most sound all around player. And if you look at the games they lost, you know, aside from the Brother Rice game, you know, Morgan Taylor was either out uh, or didn't play the whole game. So I, I. I you know, I like Marist in a, in, a, in, a, in a close one. Yeah, I will. TF North, I think there's, they've only had two or three teams come within 10 points of them this season. So, yeah, their schedule isn't. Yeah, who they play? I just look at that, it's man. It's weak, they but they are crushing nobody. these teams. Their last 10 games are averaging 76 points a game. TF North. And the loss, the only teams that have come within 10 are O'Fallon, who they lost to by two. Belleville West, who they lost to by one. I just think Marist has, the, has good enough guards to control the tempo and and run their stuff and uh, you know Justin Brown's a factor inside. So I 
I mean, it's a classic four or five regional final. And, um, you know, this whole, you know, the other thing, I mean, Brother Rice, who I think has maximized their talent as as much as anybody. I mean, this is a, I don't want to call them a two-man team, but, I mean, if Mike Shevsky or Josh Nego have an off night, either one of them, they're, they're, they lose. Uh, they need both of them to be clicking, and they have to go on the road. Well, HF's going to have their hands full with Crete Moni in a regional semifinal. That's a pretty good regional there. Brother Rice, Crete Moni, Homewood Flossmore. Uh, Crete Moni with Dwayne Rose. I think they've got 18 or 19 wins. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, the, the HF, we just can't. You know, well, they're, they're, they're still injured. I just yeah. found out Tribble popped his shoulder again. He's out oh, for gosh. the year. Um, I have another kid banged up. I can't remember who it was. So I, you know, I, I wrote this too. I, I, they had the look of a, and they were, they were 13 and two at one point or 13 and three and uh, the look of a bona fide top 25 team. And then boy, it, it the, the wheels came off with the injuries and, um, from Boyd to Tribble to, I mean, they had countless number of injuries. So, but they are at their home floor. Um, if they can get by Creek. I could see them, you know, giving Rice a game. Yeah, I mean, and HF had the wins. You know, they'd beaten Marion. They'd beaten Bloom twice, I think. Um, yeah, they got two wins over Bloom. They beat Bennett. Yeah. Um, the, uh, played, played Bolingbroke tough. Yeah, I think they were ahead very late in that game yeah. um, the first time. So, yeah, you're right. It's, just, it's such a shame. They were a team that, I mean, forget about I liked five. that team a lot. Yeah, that was a top yeah. 10 team, the way they were playing. And then it just all fell apart with the injuries. It was... Yep. It was too bad. All right. Well, that's uh, there's a couple others we could talk about in Thorn because it's loaded. Stag Marion is a really good eight nine game. For yeah. The, for the honor of playing Simeon on Friday night, but um, that that's definitely the the best. Joe's uh, covered that a lot, but that wraps up the regional finals and regionals overall that I had to look at. Let's get into what will undoubtedly be the largest. Uh, conflict of picks joe and i have ever had in the state that's good and and i'm not uh surprised because as we've said (laughs) all year long uh it is just a weird year you know even with these teams that we have undefeated and 26 and 1 and 27 and 1 it's i it's a different vibe than when Westinghouse back in whenever year they were 27 and one, it's just a different type of season. And um, yeah, the gaudy records are, are, are really good, but let's start with three a just to get it out of the way. Poor three a, I mean, what do you want to go? Let's do, do the eight. We've got it. Or sorry. The four we've got at state. <sighs> yeah. All right. Coming out of the uh, Antioch and Fenwick sectional. This was tough for me. Um, tougher than I think it should have been. I think the easy pick is Fenwick. This one was tough. Yeah. Oh, because I, I like, got to this one. I'm like, okay, no time after spend here. <laughs> Finally, you're confident. See, I'm not because we've been through it many times. I've got that Farragut belief deep in my heart. And I feel like they could really give Fenwick. I feel like they could take him down. You know, it's. That that's what was the toughest game for me to pick in three A of the teams I knew, but ended so up. So you think you think you think Farragut, 
beats Lawndale? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But then, you know, I got thinking, you know, Farragut and Fenwick both went and played at Simeon. And Fenwick handled it well. Farragut did not <laughs> at all. Farragut's young. You can't count on him. Then I get Fenwick season stats, and then I see that DJ Stewart is their leading scorer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. as a freshman so quite a freshman festival that would be Farragut and Fenwick but I, I'm gonna go with Fenwick but it was really tough for me so you got Fenwick uh in Peoria Fenwick in Peoria yep okay I do too I've got Fenwick without any reservations bam all right yeah you've got a lot of anti-publicly going on Joe you're gonna get hammered <laughs> in these two two classes ah <laughs> uh, yeah I do I mean yeah. I <laughs> and I got around to explain why. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, it's the Genoa Kingston and the Bradley sectional. Um, feeding into some super, I didn't bother to write down where it was. But um, <laughs> um, wacky one for sure. I think we agree on this one, though. Um, correct? I- I'm going with Bloomington. I've got Bloomington. Yeah. I think Bloomington gets through, although I can't say I know a whole lot about some of the teams they could be facing. So. Uh, but yeah, I've seen Bloomington, so that helped. And, you know, I, I think they're, I mean, they're good. I I mean, I don't. (laughs) Wow. Sound more excited about it. Oh boy. I I mean, they're, but they're not great. I mean, they're not. No. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I got them in Peoria and they're, they're a good team and they could play for a state championship, but. Yeah. Uh, next up the, uh, St. Rita winner against the Plano winner and um <laughs> okay I'm sorry Joe Joe's laughing hysterically because it's the Plano winner is a little rough but but I'm guessing well we know you put it out you got Morgan Park here yeah I hope you don't or I, you don't, I, I mean I don't I'm, I'm going wacky I'm another what year, yeah consecutive you just upset. told me I got the public look mad at me you got the most obvious pick. Come on. But get, but I got Bogan here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it's wacky. It, it's wacky, but I've got Has Bogan. Has Bogan played? Have they played a game? No. I didn't know if they picked up a game. Or I don't, not that I well, not that I know of. Um, 10, 15 day layoff. Not that it's going to matter in their in their uh their run there through the regional. Uh, They'll be able to tune back up again, I think before. But yeah. no, I I uh yeah, I mean, he'll I mean, I I guess Rich South could could do something in the Plano sectional, um, for sure. And in fact, I think they'll win and get to the final against Hillcrest. But I just I don't see Morgan Park losing to anybody in their sectional or the Plano sectional. Yep, I, I get it's a it'd be a shocker, obviously. But I've seen them play each other, and if Bogan's firing on all cylinders, they've been looking for it. I'm whatever you got. I got to pick an upset, so I already went. With yeah, Penrith all right. Bloomington. I'll take that. I'll take that bet. I got Morgan Park. <laughs> so I'm going, uh, go, I'm going with the Bengals. Um, next up, the area that I know absolutely nothing about: the Benton sectional against the Effingham sectional. Um, there's some quality teams in the Benton one. That's kind of the the three C's that have all beaten up on one another all year: uh, Cahokia, Carbondale, and Centralia. Mm-hmm. And then I just went, you know what? I'm going with the Flaming Hearts. Well, I that's a scary. The only reason I know anything about Effingham is because I saw a lot of their players play AAU, oh. and they've got some nice players. I love their 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 point guard Grant Wolf, really good player. The other thing I'm worried about with my pick, and I really 
See, I think Landfear going into the year had a chance to be a pretty special three A team, and they they have they've they've done a they've had to put together a great season, but they had a recent loss to Lincoln by like I don't know twenty points, eighteen points, and and they first of all they got to play Lincoln probably again in a regional final. Not that anybody in Chicago probably cares, but then they play at Effingham, and Effingham. If anybody knows anything about Effingham. Uh, the Flaming Hearts, and this goes back to this basketball historians, the great Mitch Arnold and Uwe Blob back in the early 80s. Uh, they went to stay. It's, it's a really good basketball town, and, and they're, that is going to be a, a unbelievable environment for Landfear to go in and win. So you picking the Flaming Hearts out of Effingham is not so crazy. Yeah, I read but a I, bunch of re- – Articles and I guess these kids have been playing together for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And they and they they a lot of them play in the AAU together. Um, you know the Wolf Brothers and anyway. So I, I um, I got Landfear. I, I just think they they are the most talented team. Um, I I think people will enjoy watching them when they do get to Peoria because I think I, I do think they, they um they've got a lot of talent. Cardell McGee's a junior Division One offers. DePaul's offered him a uh, really nice player. He he he's you know going to be a fun one to watch. Yakima Rose is averaging twenty points per game. He's a five nine guard uh, for Landfear. So I got Landfear uh, making it all the way to Peoria, and then my semifinal picks, Mike. I've got Fenwick over Bloomington, and I've got Morgan Park over Springfield Landfear. So you got you got. What? Bloomington over Fenwick. All right. And the Flaming Hearts take down Bogan. Jeez. Bloomington, Effingham. <laughs> final. It's a beautiful Central Illinois. It's exactly what the, it's an IHSA dream. <laughs> 3A final. Yeah, that, that, that 3A <laughs> would finally have yes. some uh, life to it at, at 1.30 in the afternoon or whenever they play that championship game. Uh, yeah, and then, I, and then I've got Morgan Park beating Fenwick. That was not an IHSA dream three-game matchup. No, that is a Proviso West holiday tournament. (laughs) Um, That's a nightmare for the IHSA. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I just, I feel like, I felt like I was picking Fenwick just because I knew him. Well, and I don't think they're, I think Fenwick was better last year. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You know, with Mike Smith, yet. You know, they got upset. I, I didn't expect them to lose. I thought for sure Fenwick would get to Peoria last year. I really did. Uh, and St. Joseph stunned them in the in the sectional. I, I, I mean, I, I just, I'm just going with what I've said all year, that 3A is really bad and that Morgan Park is the best of the bad. Uh, and I'm not saying Morgan Park's bad. I'm just saying that they're not, you know, if Morgan Park had one of their teams in the last five, six years, I don't I pick any of them. I don't know. That team last year lost early. Yeah. Well, what do you mean early? You mean the super? Was it the sectional final or super? Yeah, okay. It wasn't it's, as early as I thought. I think it was a, yeah, super against Lincoln Way West. Yeah, I mean, that was a, obviously an absolute shocker, stunner. I still can't figure out how it happened. But uh, it's the only game I've ever paid to watch when it wasn't. It paid to watch a replay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah I, I had to see that. Yeah. I would have liked to have watched it in a replay. I'm not willing to pay for that one. But <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I just, 
I just think the they, they take advantage of. I, I could see Landfear winning it all, um, but I'm gonna go with Morgan Park, and then you got <laughs> Effingham or Bloomington. Got to go with the Pontiac team. Going with Bloomington. Right. Sorry, Effingham. I've never seen you play, and I, I rode you this far, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not picking you to win it all. Michael uh, Michael Bryan picks up like 67. Twitter followers from Effingham in the next 24 hours. Always been a big, big, fan. you know, it's a crossroads <laughs> uh, right there. <laughs> I went a little bit unconventional in my foray picks, just a little, you know, with, um, I'm, I'm sure, well, we'll get, I have, we had, we have not talked about our picks leading into our revealing them, but, uh, that, that one super sectional that I think, uh, is going to be dynamite at Chicago state. I do have Evanston, I've obviously been a bigger Evanston fan than than most people, and I think they've been they built towards this this type of season, this type of year, and this type of or this time of year. And I, I think Evanston gets through that sectional and beats. Well, I've got Young, but um, you know Curie obviously. I mean, Young Curie is going to be probably the best sectional championship game. Um, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you yeah, think that's yeah, the, yeah. Uh, which will? Where is that? Is that Proviso East? Yep. I do not like that gym. No, I don't either. Yeah. I've, I've I've watched a lot of games from a lot of poor vantage points at uh, Proviso East. Exactly. So I, yes. Yeah. Hinsdale Central just, is the same problem. Yeah, I think Proviso East is even worse. It is. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've got Evanston um, winning that uh, super sectional, which is a tough road. They got a tough road to get there, but uh, I'm going with the Wildcats. Yeah, that is, and that's kind of one of the big reasons it's tough for me to make an Evanston pick because they got two games at the Dog Pound, you know, possibly against Lake County teams. Yeah, which is not easy for anybody. Um, it's a very difficult road, and then I just I have to go with Curie. They were the preseason number one. They haven't, uh, you know, they didn't win Pontiac. They didn't win the city. Uh, they didn't even play in the title game. So they've definitely disappointed, but it's been a, it, it, so many guys back that made this run before. And it would be easy to think that, you know, this is what they've been waiting for. You know, like the a Kentucky John Calipari team that underachieved all season. And it's the tournament now. It's time to get it back. So that's what I think might we might see out of Curie. So I, I've got Curie. Um, yeah, and I and I I won't be surprised if Evanston, Young, or Curie makes it. I will be surprised if any of the other than those three would make it though uh, to get through. But man, all three of those teams. I mean, there's three of the top five teams, probably five or six teams. Uh, well, in my a, mind, that's a really good point. Yeah, to see anybody else coming I, out, yeah, I would be shocked uh, to have and. So that'd be interesting to see if we're doing our podcast pre-super section. <laughs> well, I guess we'll, we'll know by then. But if somebody does get through there, the grind and dodging maybe an upset here or there and getting through there and not being one of those three would be shocking to me. Uh, my unconventional, most probably unconventional pick is the next one where I, I, I was high. I, this is kind of what you said. You were had Curie number one. Obviously, Conant wasn't number one, but I was super high on Conant all summer long, all going into the preseason. Had him ranked extremely high. I think another team that they are also built for uh, this. I mean, they, 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 they can get it done on both sides of the end of the floor. They've got height. 
advantage that, that hasn't materialized in that in that matchup with Friend yet. Uh, they've got a good lead guard and Jimmy Sotos. I like uh, not that it matters that they're playing for Tom McCormick, but I I, I think that's part of uh, a fun thing to keep an eye on. He's retiring, and so I got Conant, you know, taking down Prospect in a, in a tough road. Prospect and Fremd in the sectional, uh, and then Hamlin Jacobs in the super to get to P- or Peoria to face Evanston. That would be fun. I'm sticking, you know, I'm with Fremd all the way. I, I've been talking a lot about how Prospect was going to be my pick, and then I watched the two teams play. Uh, this week it was last week it was a great game, but Fremd. Wow, just, you're going away from Prospect. Huh? Yeah, I'm with Fremd. I mean, I they just went into Prospect and beat them, and it just this team doesn't lose. I, no, I mean, they, they don't just, lose, and they, they come uh, through. So yeah, I'm pretty. This is actually maybe the team I'm most confident in of to my get, to get into Peoria. Yeah, of my four, I don't even think they're they don't play a single team that I think has had a better season than them that they haven't beaten or couldn't beat. I think Frem's got the, the clearest path. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, they, they don't have to beat Prospect and Conant, which is a huge advantage. Yep. Uh, but there are and, already two teams they've beaten. So, you mean, they don't have anybody in their way that they shouldn't be able to beat. Right. And part of that is why I picked Conant, <laughs> because I know, and you know, everybody knows, how tough it is to beat a conference team a third time. And it's not just any old conference team. We, we've talked about this. I mean, yeah. yes, being Lockport a third time is tough, but we know Conant is Conant, and that's going to be a really tough. And, you know, I, I, Frem plays with extreme confidence. They, they know they're what they are. Uh, but, again, I, I also like that Conant went through the regional, went through the sectional last year and got to a super – but, yeah, I mean, again, it wouldn't be shocking to me. Uh, I, I think the winner, not taking anything away from Jacobs or whoever, Rockford Boylan, but the winner of that sectional probably of all these teams, not probably does, have the best super sectional matchup to get to Peoria. Without question, in yeah. my mind. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that, that plays a part, too. I think that sectional winner gets to Peoria, whoever it is. And I, I, I don't see Frem beating – or I don't see a prospect beating back-to-back Conant and Friend. So, um, yeah, I, I'll i go with Conant. You go with Friend. But either way, if we're right, we got a mid-suburban league <laughs> team down there How for the first that? time since Hoffman Estates and Johnny Reibel. Is that right? Yeah, I think – man, that team crushed me too. I thought they were going to do better at State. So <laughs> yeah, they didn't play well in that game. Was it against West Aurora? I can't remember it. Yeah. I just raved about Johnny Rival yeah. and he laid an egg for me. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I I just uh, you know going into the next super, uh, I'm going Edwardsville. I, I think that's the best super sectional. If and I don't think I shouldn't say if because I think Edwardsville gets there and I think Simeon gets there. I don't think any other one either one of those teams are losing. Edwardsville though to me is a we don't talk about. Southern Illinois ever, you and I. Uh, I. I follow it to a degree because I love basketball, and I and, and we've seen Edwardsville make runs to Peoria over the years. What this pro? If you look at what this program's done, and Chicago area people can say all they want. Oh, Southern Illinois basketball. They they still play basketball down there, and Edwardsville has had a remarkable run under Mike Waldo, their coach, who is I I, I have you know. You don't get to see them play much, but when I have, all the time I walk away 
just thinking, okay, this guy can really coach. This is a well-coached team. Edwardsville made numerous trips to Peoria. They've taken home hardware, third place, fourth place. This is the year that they finally get through, and, and they beat Simeon, and they get uh, that state championship that it really is the only thing this program hasn't accomplished over the last three decades. Yeah, I'm, um, I've got Simeon. I mean, I've gone to two great tournaments this year, and they've won both. So yeah, yeah, and again, I mean, it, I mean, I'm not trying to be wishy washy, but uh, it's it's not going to be a shocker if Simeon beats my Edwardsville team. I mean, I I think it's going to be a nail biter. I think it's going to be down to the wire. That's one of the reasons why I think I'll end up at that super if that materializes, because I just I just think it's going to be a guaranteed great game, um, and I want to. You know, see Mark Smith play because I think Mark Smith right now with Jordan Goodwin out, Mike. I think Mark Smith is the best high school basketball player. High school basketball player. He'll play a better prospect in the sectional when they play East St. Louis and Jeremiah Tillman. But Mark Smith, the best high school basketball player playing right now in Illinois. Yeah, I think it's a real shame that if I'm right, Edwardsville won't be there. I just think it's better for 4A when the Southern Illinois team is there. As much as I would have loved to have seen Tyler Eulis, I wish we could have both, but it feels like the state tournament when we have an out-of-Chicago area representative. Mm-hmm. And you and you mentioned to me that publicly is going to be up in, up in arms over you know my lack of public league uh, support here. And I didn't really, even until you told me that, I didn't really think about it, how I don't have one 4A <laughs> public league team. And there's a, I mean, there's a reason why I didn't. I, I didn't realize nobody was down there that I picked. But the reason I didn't, Mike, is because I just, what you have said, I'm kind of agreeing with in past podcasts, yeah. is I just haven't seen that dominant public league team. That That's just a no-brainer to me. And they are the, you know, I know they're still the best teams in Illinois, but they're not what I've kind of grown accustomed to and as far as a trust factor. So that's why I said, well, what the heck? I might as well pick against them this year because it, it, it's not going to shock me if, if they lose. So that's that's kind of why I went that route, although I went obviously Morgan Park because of 3A. It's just, ugh. Well, yeah, and in 4A, they, they could wind up with the two toughest opponents. You know, Curie would have to play Evanston and Simeon at Edwardsville, you know, right. in Central Illinois. So they, they also run up against, you know, the cream of the crop. They're not yeah, having to play the others. Two best, yeah, the two best super sectionals. Not to mention, you know, um, <laughs> the Curie, Young, or whoever. They got to play each other in the sectional. So that's, I know one of them's going to probably get you know, going to get to the sec- super sectional anyway. But um, and then we got one team left. Uh, I'm interested to see because I, who you picked here? You because... really, you really don't know who I picked? Come on. <laughs> What? I was being a little sarcastic. Okay, all right. I'm like, geez, I got, Come I on. got. Uh, Joliet West is taking down Bennett. Yeah, I've got, I've got. Just because, and and I know we sh- you shouldn't just base it on one game that you saw, but that ten point Bolingbroke win over Joliet West wasn't even a ten point game. I mean, they just that score was not as close as 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 it as it says and as indicated. And I, I, I just, I can't go away from the fact that I think Bolingbrook, uh, uh, the only concern I have with Bolingbrook is Malik Benz. And another thing I wrote about here, uh, in the, in the, people underestimate the importance of that guy on that team, unless 
people like you and I or people that have watched this team a lot and, and played them. Malik Benz is just a force for them. When he's playing at a high level and you know he's, he was battling an ankle injury, sat out uh, Lincoln White East game, they lost. And I am concerned if he's not at close to 100% because he's, he's a true difference maker. But I've got Bolingbrook beating Joliet West. In a terrific sectional, probably this after the Curie Young, maybe the second best sectional game, and then uh, I've got Bennett playing in the in the Super. I'm surprised you didn't roll with um, Wheaton South, kind of like you did with with Friend. Yeah, you know I don't like their road. It, it, no, I don't either. I I, I got them actually getting upset by Naperville North. Yeah, that's my, sectional, that, yeah, they've game. got a lot of games. Like right away, I'm like, oh, geez, that's tough. Oh, see, so yeah, I didn't when I looked at Bennett's path. I just had a lot more confidence. My my concern with Wheaton South, and again, I I think Mike Healy has done a. He's my coach of the year at the midseason. He'll probably be my coach of the year at the end of the season. And I don't know if anyone. We talked about Brother Ryan. We talked about Juliet Central. We've talked about all these teams that have maximized their talent. There is nobody who has maximized this season more than Wheaton South and the parts that they have. And I just believe that they're, and I keep saying this, and they defy my my uh, my logic here, but they're, they're such a small window uh, or a room for error. And that you, you, you put that together with what you just said, the road, and, you know, it's just kind of some matchup problem. Naperville North has such a distinct advantage with her size and they utilized it a little bit and it got them back in the game in that, in that regular season finale. Cause they go six, 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 seven and Wheaton South has no size at all. If anybody's watched them, they, they, they have Dylan Durrett at six, four and then a bunch of five, 11, six foot kids, but uh, that's generous. <laughs> They're actually shorter <laughs> yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of five niners, yeah. but I just, uh, I, I were, and, and I think Bennett, Again, I, I'm big into schedules. I'm big into to to preparing yourself for March, and I think that's why the underrated reason Gina Heitkamp's a fantastic coach, and one of the underrated parts, though, is the schedule that Bennett plays every single year is is a big reason why they've had success uh, over these last few years, and why Bennett has played for two state championships. Is it the last three years or four years? Um, it was Okafor's senior year, so well the last four years, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I mean that that says a lot for Bennett, and, and the reason why, yes, Heidkamp is one of the elite coaches, but I mean that schedule, Mike, that they play every year prepares them for that, and it's a distinct advantage when they go into the sectional because a lot of these teams in the sectional don't play the type of schedule that I would like for them to play, and I give credit to like a Neighborville North, they added Evanston. Um, you know, but some of these, t- you know, Wheaton South went down to the State Farm Classic, and they've built up the MLK tournament. So they've, you know, they've done a nice job. But a lot of these teams have not been able to do that, and Bennett's taking advantage of that. So yeah, I got Bennett, Bolingbrook. What is scary Boy. about Bennett? This year they have the best high school player in the sectional. You're right. I mean, they can they win this thing when they don't. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, they, they they have a the the best play. I mean, and. Uh, it, if there if there was one matchup, and again this is down the road, and I know I picked against Wheaton South, the w- most intriguing matchup to me though would be Wheaton South Bolingbrook in a super sectional. I, I just think that would be this. I mean, when Bolingbrook gets out in transition, they are devastating, 
And then you got that Wheaton South team um, that's just so. And then and the Saints, we have a the, the chance, Mike, for a ton of fun, intriguing match. What if your friend boys get down and play Curie? Yeah, that's what I've got. That would be awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that would I be mean, totally that is, awesome. That is a fun 4A semifinal game. But one that uh, I feel like they're unprepared for. They're, unprepared? Yeah, Frem. They haven't faced anything oh, like it where Wheaton yeah, South has. You know, if, no, if, if they'd uh, been in that position, you know, Wheaton South seen North Lawndale. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think Bolingbroke's a different animal than, than um, uh, North Lawndale. I, I, I just, like, what would Wheaton South do with bins? I mean, jeez. I mean, they're going to get annihilated on the glass. Anyway, that's down the road. Uh, and I don't even have we, – neither one of us have a winning <laughs> this section also. Uh, but, I mean, Wheaton South, I mean, we've gone over it a bunch. I mean, they've played Zion Benton. They've played North Lawndale. Yeah, they've they played a lot. I agree, Mike. They've played a lot of athletic, fast teams, but I don't think they've played any athletic, fast, really, really good teams. The, but the Peyton kid at Bloomington, who they beat. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, Bolingbroke, Curie, Simeon, those types of dirt. That's different. That's a different animal. It is, but they, I think they've done a good job of at least when you've played HF, Lawndale, Bloomington, you know, Zion Benton, you've at least tried to prepare for that. You know, yeah, as, as no, that's you, true. As best and you could. the thing that Wheaton South has just done a magical job with, and they're going to, and this is when they're going to lose, and it sounds. It sounds too obvious, but when this team gets down, I don't know how they're going to recover. Because um, when if they get down 8, 9, 10, 12 points uh, to somebody that plays a little faster, which pretty much is everybody, they are going to have difficulty. Uh, I was at that North Lawndale game. They were up in, a, in like a flash. I think it was like 22 to 5, um, and then it was, it was over. I mean, North Lawndale made a run, but... Wheaton South could dictate everything going forward, and that's what they're going to have to do. Probably not until a super sectional matchup with either Bolingbroke or Joya West. But um, man, it would be fun to have them at state. So I just think there's <laughs> I gotta say. A, a, as weird and non-dominate or undominating of a season it's been of teams. We got some really fun potential matchups. I hope they materialize. And uh, my semifinal, I had Evanston. Over Conant, I'm guessing you're going. I don't know, friend or Curie. Curie over friend. All right, the magic ride ends. Um, so I've got Evanston over Conant. You got Curie over friend. I've got Edwardsville over Bolingbrook. And, and I've got... Simeon over Joliet West. Wow. All right. Uh, well, geez, man, you get you get to Peoria. Might as well just keep picking them. Uh, so I feel like Juliet West and Frem both run into the same thing. Do we have all four? We have all four four A teams different. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then I've got Edwardsville over Evanston in the championship. So you, the, the HSA would like that as well. They would hit, they'll they'll hate my game, the Curie Simeon game. Um, I just, Curie Simeon in the championship. Yeah, I just realized I didn't <laughs> I didn't pick it. <laughs> it's just on my sheet here. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess I first I'm going to talk a little bit about the, my predicted semis. I feel like once you get to that point, and you'd have, I think for Friend and Joliet West, they both run into a lot of the same things where it's their first time there. You know, they're happy to be there against two teams 
that know the lay of the land and are deadly focused on winning the state title. And I think that becomes a problem for Julia West and Fremd in that game. Um, I think either one would have a nice chance against a less experienced team. So it's a shame it had to match up that way. But yeah, so I think they go down. And Curie Simeon, you know, it's the game I've wanted to see all year. That just hasn't yeah, it's, it's materialized. Funny, it hasn't, yeah, yeah. They, and they had two great chances, too. Exactly, yeah. So I feel Pontiac like, and City Playoffs, and they don't meet. Yeah, so maybe I'm just picking this as a wish fulfillment <laughs> because I, I want to see it. And I really do want to see it. I think it would be a really fun matchup. You know, it, it, I do too. I'd love to see it. I just don't want to see it in Peoria. Yeah, I mean, I can get that 100%. I mean, I guess I would go with... Oh, boy, I don't really know. Ah, it's a tough one for me. I'm going <laughs> to... I can't believe I'm going to pick Simeon to win the state title. That's so lame and predictable. <laughs> you're, go, you're going the Joe route. Exactly. Yeah, this is really No, lame. I... I uh, uh, but I guess... I, I, I am going to say... That you know that Edwardsville Simeon super sectional game. Whoever wins it, I'm mean, picking Edwardsville, but I do think whoever wins that game is winning a state championship. Which is another reason why I'll probably end up being at the super sectional yeah, at Edwardsville. Now, yeah, now you you just talked yourself into going to that super sectional because you just picked Simeon to win a state championship. Yeah, I don't. It's <laughs> I mean, Curie. I just, I feel like the Martins just haven't taken that step forward. You know, no, that's they, my big that, worry with them. I mean, same thing with what I said about, to a lesser degree, Stevenson with, with Justin Smith. I, I'm going to say the same thing to a, a, a level higher for as far as advancing deeper and winning the state title. Elijah Joyner is going to have to be the Elijah Joyner that took down Jordan Goodwin. The Elijah Joyner you and I watched score 40 at Kenwood. Not that he has to go score 40 and 30, but just a, you know, he, he had a rough city uh he had a rough city playoffs in that semifinal loss, and he didn't play particularly great down in Pontiac. So, for them, I, th- I mean, you mentioned the Martin brothers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Elijah Joyner is the key because they got all those other pieces and parts because they have a lot of underrated pieces that nobody even knows about. You know, from Handy to Pickens to whoever. But I, I just think Joyner has got to be the star and, and be the, a go-to guy at crunch time of these tight games and get them to to, to the repeat is going to be based on whether Elijah Joyner can kind of put his team on his shoulders for a time or two during the state tournament run. Yeah, I mean, teams seem to have figured it out. They know, I mean, Pickens is as good of a scorer as Joyner is throughout the year, but they, they shut those two guys down and they make – I mean, you saw it again and again, Terry Smith Jr. and Trayvon Martin taking jumpers in the lane in the city tournament over and over against whoever they played. They're forcing those bigs to shoot. They did They did that even in the win against, like, I was at the game, uh, Farragut? Or wait, who did they beat in the quarters? I don't even, I don't remember. Um, it's the gym. It's all gone. But yeah, it's, anyway. the, the, yeah, the scouting report is out. You know, that's what happens. They're going to let those guys stay open they're gonna let him shoot and they're not gonna make enough to beat him all the time so yeah they've got to find a way to get those guards off and yep. if they do it'll be nice if they don't well, it could be short we have uh ventured off the path we have gone down the road of three weeks down the road so we'll yeah <laughs> we'll uh we'll get back next week to uh previewing those sectional games after a fun week at regionals yep thank you for listening everybody we will be back in a week mm-hmm.